You're listening to Majora, 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 Suri, Turoganda, Chuk, 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 Chuk. Welcome back to the Korean drama. What Korean was that? That was so wow. fun. What was that? I feel so energized. Yes, yes. That is the call. The call to action for Korean drinking game. <laughs> oh. Yes, yes. Um, uh, if there's, you know, I don't know if you could tell. I, I jest a lot, but sometimes mm-hmm. you can't tell. But when, when I say that Korea is number one, in Korean drinking games, <laughs> obviously, um, that's not, I'm not joking at all. Wait, are you saying Korea is number one in Korean drinking games or drinking games in general? Both. Okay, I, I think I have to contest that. What? Just, I, I have had the experience of going to a wedding in Poland where there was a full bottle of vodka per two guests what so (laughs) oh no okay that's that's a lot of alcohol i'll I'll give you that soju is only like uh like 18 percent ish one bottle of vodka for every two guests yes (gasps) but what games did you guys play okay so there's this drink i don't speak polish very well so i might be like uh fudging it a little bit but i believe there's a game where um it's like a well-known drinking game uh, your MC or lead singer of the band you hired will sing the song where every month she goes through the years and names every month. And when your month is named, you have to drink. So obviously everyone has to drink eventually. And then at the end, like they'll do fun ones. Like if you can't remember what month you were born, take a drink, like stuff like that. Oh um, my goodness. That's just five minutes into the game because everyone's wasted. Off yeah, of the vodka. Yes. Yeah. That's why you need so much vodka. <laughs> Wait, 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 hold on. So this is a band. They're playing music and then saying, February. This is what I was told. And again, I don't speak Polish well, so I could be wrong. Um, but it is what was communicated to me. And I was told to drink even though, um, or at the, at the time when apparently July was said. Oh my gosh, Kathy, your birthday's in July? It is, yeah. <gasps> Mine too, and <when's> yours. <gasps> oh, wait. <laughs> Let me say yours because I think I know this. You're oh. July 4th, right? No. What? Damn it. <laughs> that, that's I'm July 25th. Day, I was so confident. Oh, you're much closer <laughs> than me than I thought. I'm July 30th. Ooh, okay. We have we're we're both uh, we're we're the rare um July Leos. Mm-hmm. Is July a rare month to be born? No, but uh most people born in July are Cancer. Cuz it's oh. July 24th is the cutoff to be a Leo. Oh, huh. That's why I'm so gregarious and fun. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but Kathy, that sounds absolutely wild. And honestly, I don't think that it probably matters whether or not you do speak Polish, because after you've had half a bottle of vodka, it probably like wouldn't matter if you if they were speaking English or if you were fluent in Polish. It's I guess it's a little true, although I don't know. It, I, it was a fun time, I got to say. <laughs> I mean, you're still standing. I'm surprised you remember it. Well, I can't. I my Asian side does not allow me to drink that much alcohol. I don't 
have the enzymes, but it's okay. Um, I don't have them either. You know who oh. has the enzymes? Who? Yoon Yeo-jung. Mm. To drink? Uh, for everything in life. Oh. oh she okay. has the enzymes to call out Brad Pitt for not mm-hmm. funding Minari more. Mm-hmm. Loved it. She has the enzymes to call up all the Hollywood foreign press and other reporters who fucked up her name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then go yeah. into giving her Oscar speech. I only wish one day I could have her enzymes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that sounds very strange. If you guys <laughs> do not think that I tried to look up how old Yoon Yeo-jung's sons are to see if one of them is maybe my birth father, <gasps> you what? are sadly mistaken. No, they're are like they our age, enough? aren't they? No, I couldn't, I couldn't figure anything out. They're definitely I think they're no. a little bit older than us. Yeah, I, I I'm like, just assuming based on her age. But I was like, Oh, God, that'd be so cool. What if I was related to her? Man, what a dream. I did Whoa. think last year at this time, I was like, is Director Bong? Director Bong Abolji? And me, Anyo. Appa? He's, he's, only, he's, he's slightly too young. This is a fun uh, well, game I like know? to play. He, he might have, uh, you know, made a happy accident early on in his life. I mean, could be. Could be. Wait, how old is he? He's like 50s, right? 60s? Yeah, 50s. I think he's like early 50s. Mm. Early 50s. But he's like, he, he, our age gap is like 19 years. So something oh, like that. So possible. Oh, your, I mean, it research. is possible. But based on the information that I have, which could be falsified, which is a fun side, not fun at all. But it is, that's a, that's for a different, that's for a well, different podcast. Uh, for the Korean adoptee drama podcast. Mm. But um, I think that's a bit, I, well, I think that based on what I, the information that I have, which again, could be wrong, that he I think, would be. Have you, no. have you tried um, putting your face on a flyer and then pasting oh. it around town? Well, we will get to, we will get to this. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I would say you shouldn't do that because it turns out it's illegal. Which I felt was very like, I mean, I, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I was like, is it illegal? Because I feel like I've heard of adoptees doing this, but. Um, oh, you do? Wow. I mean, maybe they're just like, you know, fuck the law, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was surprised to learn that it's illegal. Maybe it's well, just illegal start. in a certain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's okay. start at the beginning and we'll get there because that's really the kind in my opinion, that's really part of the. Ooh, We're yeah. gonna get there. What the a, big moment of this episode. What a emotional. Wait, before we even episode. start, though, I have a bone to pick. Uh huh. With us, Kath. Yes, with Uh-oh. with uh, both of you. Yeah, but oh. really, Kathy also. Oh. <gasps> oh no. You know when you when you email out. I hope this isn't a spoiler, but <laughs> dot dot dot. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. I don't have the enzymes for this confrontation. Oh wait, 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 wait. my goodness. You know what? I'm confused now because now that I think about it, you you kind of gave a heads up spoiler about what might happen, or at least how I might feel. But actually, I didn't. Oh. I didn't feel that at all. So oh. I don't know if you were joking. Interesting. Or just I, trying to trick me. I okay. So I sent out an email before, after watching this episode before we recorded, saying if you have not watched it yet, it is very emotional. So you might want to like build some buffer time around when you watch it. So you have mm-hmm. time to like regather yourself, which was an issue for me. So I thought it was helpful, but I guess it was not. 
I mean, I had already seen the episode by the time you sent this email. So I guess I'm not fully the person to uh, voice an opinion on this. But I, I mean, I think that what I said, which was that I was like, I fully cried. (laughs) I think that's more of a spoiler because there's just always so much going on in Ito One class and it's all so like heightened all the time. So um I didn't feel like it was it was spoilery, but I think what I said was spoilery. Hmm. I I apologize. I was trying what I was attempting to do was like some kind of like trigger warning. Um but maybe I should have just said trigger warning <laughs> instead of uh, trigger warning. Well, every episode of Ito One class is a trigger. That's warning. true. That's I mean, true. nobody told me that they were going to kill a chicken with their bare hands and I didn't watch it. So I don't actually know how much of it we see. But nobody told me it was going to be violent. It's quite a bit. That was so. your first warning from the get go. Yeah. Episode yeah. One. And well, no- I was thinking about this last night, too. I was like, you know, there was a lot that I I'm I'm very surprised with this show on the whole because I didn't know it was going to be so violent. But then I also didn't know, like, even when the show started and we started knowing that like Sua um, is like grew up in an orphanage type of a thing. Like, I just didn't realize that there was going to be so much involvement that like uh, like kind of brought in aspects of my personal life um, or that I would assign to aspects of my personal life. Um, mm. which I think is very surprising. And then the Tony stuff is like, uh, it, it, I mean, we'll get to it again. I don't want to jump ahead, but, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, this needs a, this needs, this needs a, a warning for me <laughs> personally. Well, I'm no very more trigger warnings. That. We're going to jump right in. Jump we, in. Yeah. Okay. Well, the best pub people have called back, right? They want. Roy's restaurant back on. Um, and everyone's kind of like unsure, but Esau points out that they have a good story about Roy overcoming Janga's abuse, uh, remembering the marketing stuff from last episode. Uh, and then Gunsu quits because he's quitting for Esau. Remember, he wants to like make Esau his. Yeah, uh, which is like, come on, man. I mean, he's like 20, so that's why he thinks he that. flat out says, I'm quitting because of you. Yes. And then way to win her over. Good move there, buddy. I mean, he's doing a lot of moves that I don't know about. I mean, he's just like a little bit too big for his britches, I think, right now. Like, I think that he's mm. I think that what we're seeing is like an early evolution of we talked about this in last in the last episode about how Kathy and I at least think that uh, Gunwon is not actually this um is not actually this like aggressive and mean and like conniving of a person. We think he's much gentler, but he puts on this persona to impress his dad, who truly is this kind of like chaotic, evil person. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of this from Gunsu that he's like, okay, I'm going to like try to take over my dad's company to because because that's what Yisol said that she that's how she'll love me, which is like, Guys, just I want to have a PSA, a real moment with everybody here. If if people if somebody that you like tells you that you need to do X, Y or Z accomplishment for them to love you, that's not somebody who loves you. That's not mm. somebody, you know, you deserve more than that. Gunsu, you deserve more than that. Well, yeah. Isa's uh, love is very conditional. Transactional. Yeah, and it's and it's manipulative because she. I don't even think that she's telling the truth. I don't even think that like. I mean, I guess that like 
if Gunsu becomes the new chair of Jongoko, I guess I think that she would love him, but not because he had accomplished anything or but because he was the chair of Jongoko. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's not it, it, in Sua's tradition, it's not very nice what she's doing. No. Um in that sense Sua and Isa kind of play from the same uh playbook. Oh, did I say Sua? I meant Esau. Well, they, they both do the I same think it's thing true of both of them. I think that's both... true. That's true. That's true. Also, who's not nice is, or what's not nice is this next scene with Gunwon, which really broke my heart. I felt so bad for him, even though <gasps> it was cold. Yeah. Oh my god. I I, le- I legit thought when that scene opened that it was a flashback to Sua visiting Roy. And no, then but- when I see Gunwon's freaking bowl cut. Oh. And his, don't get me started uh, on his stupid face popping out. I'm like, it's oh my real god! Crime. I mean, come on. They have enough of a hair like he's getting enough of a haircut in prison to like have his his bangs above his eyes. But I did think it was very odd because, like, at least from what I remember, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I remember that um, previously that uh, when Sua would visit Roy in jail. They were behind like a traditional like glass partition mm-hmm. type thing, and That's then right. like like Gunwan was just like in a random like break room. He That's gets true. rich people treatment. I feel like, oh, like he probably makes- gets his own cell and stuff. That's true. He gets like the organic, you know, meals. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a knack for knowing all these convicts. Very strange. Yeah. I well, so first Gunwon is happy to see Sua because he thinks like this is the reason why she'll like him, which is wild. <laughs> um, and then she's like, "Nah, I'm here because of your dad." And he's like, "Oh, my dad cares about me for sure." And she's like, "No." She's like, "Why would you think that?" Like yeah. he like put you. He's the reason that you are in there, and he deserves also to be a little bit in prison or a lot of bit in prison. Yes. And he totally threw you under the bus. So why would you think that? Why would you? Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe he Ugh. thinks because he sacrificed himself for the company that his dad will like love and appreciate him. But no, no, his no. His dad no. sacrificed him for yes. the company. Yes. And Can now I he... say poor uh-huh. Kunwan? Is that is that okay to say? I would I feel at least, a little bad. I would say so because he is finally being held accountable for his actions. So in that way, I think we can feel a little bad for him, right? Or. Just a little bit. I mean, he's not full. He's not serving a full sentence, but um, a little bit of a taste of organic prison food. I mean, I don't know that I feel bad for him, but I did feel that uh, what happens like toward the end of this scene where Sua is like, here, like your dad wants you to sign over all of your shares of Jongoko. I did find that to be very cold. Very cold. Yeah, but I did. Cold. I did. Like, I don't. I don't know if I want to go so far as to say I feel bad for him, but it is like, oh, uh, it is. I guess I will say a bad, really bad situation. It's not nice that Dehi made Sua do this, knowing that Gunwan likes Sua because he knows this, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not nice. It's he a, it's a common. It's an open it. secret in the company. Yeah. Even the, what is his name? Uh, Assistant Kim. Yeah. Yeah. All up in their business. Assistant well, Kim probably lost his privileges after Gunwon got out of the car when he was supposed to be delivering him to the police station. 
I will, yeah, I will say that as like an executive assistant that high up, like you got to have those child locks on. Get you the know? damn child, child locks on, locks. Yeah. guys. Come on. Like that's probably a six figure salary you're making, you know, as a career executive assistant, you know? So like you oh, got to sure. have your, you know, eyes dotted and your T's crossed. But it's, I agree. it's fine. I'll stop laying into assistant Kim. Because Gunsu has come to Janga and he demands a job from Daehee so that he could start learning like business so that he could eventually take over. He's um, wearing this turtleneck like he means business. Yes. He got <laughs> yeah, a Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs turtleneck. Yeah, Steve Jobs. <laughs> <making it. laughs> oh my God. Uh, so Daehee assigned Sua to like oversee Gunsu um, and like, I don't know, make him a better business person. Uh, which I I think speaks highly because Sua is like his right hand man or yeah his right hand woman his right hand person. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, Lone Shark Grandma is back, and boy is she being harsh. So mean. Yeah, everyone's being mean this episode. I think. Yeah. Anyway, she's taking she's like literally taking money from a man who has a crying child, <laughs> which is just like. Come on. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Are we just going to gloss over the fact that Kyunyi is all glammed up? And yeah. Like yes, yes. A fur, like faux fur, uh, luxurious. She's all like made, she's made a big time now. Yes. Kyunyi, I feel like is, is whose hair is now expressing herself in the way I feel like, because I feel like in the club when we saw her, that's the way she would like to express herself. And it feels like she's um, becoming true to that vision. And I love that for her. And everyone oh, loves yeah. that for her. And you can Goon, see Goon especially loves yes. that. Yeah, <laughs> you can see the confidence that she has in being able to be herself and it, it's mm. really it's really so lovely and then you see further not jumping ahead but I will just say that I think that through like intercut through this episode when you see uh Hyunyi winning all of these awards for uh for Danbaum like I I I would have to think that some of the confidence that she that she has now contributes to like yes. her ability to be a confident chef as well. So really all in for that. Really, yes. really lovely. She's worked her way up. We love that for her. We love that for her. Hmm. But maybe not the fur while you're cooking. It's probably extremely hot. And the white oh. pants. What are you thinking, girl? In the kitchen? Girl, you're not at the Cheesecake Factory. I mean, Where's she's got that pants? little she's got that little mouth cover, but maybe she has like a pants cover as well. Maybe. You know, we don't know. She maybe she has coveralls that she wears while she cooks. You know, God, I we hope don't know. So. Well, don't know. not serving us fierce looks. Is this Lone Shark Grandma? Oh my gosh, she's just so mean. She's so mean, and she justifies it because she says the man is like spending money on alcohol instead of feeding his child. Which, on one hand, I get, but on the other hand, it's like you don't know his life, like. I don't know. People do what they need to do. I don't know. <sighs> mm-hmm. She does see all the bo- empty soju bottles right outside his doorway. Yeah. But also, does not does <sighs> he not like work at a restaurant? Is that not what his business is? Is a restaurant? But also, the like father. Oh yeah, maybe. we don't know anything about him. Yeah, right? we don't know him. He, but you know, oh, I, I just, guess I just assume. I feel bad for him because, like, if you and he's he like touches on this a little later. So sorry to get ahead of myself, but if you like can't take care of your child, that's so depressing and so demoralizing. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's like outside the realm of possibility to be like, oh, I need a drink to like, you know, forget about 
how I'm failing, you know, like, I don't think Mm -hmm. that's crazy. I mean, do I think that's right? Well, I don't know. You know, it's just like, it's just a lot of judgment. And it's not like, I think it's not like a matter of like what's right and what's wrong, right? It's like a failure of our society to protect people and to help enable people to um, like, you know, have the resources that they need to take care of their families and the resources that they need to like keep their businesses afloat so that they do not need to go to Lone Shark Grandma. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, damn. Lone Shark Grandma is not nice and it's not an acceptable substitute for city, the city government. She is so freaking mean. She's so mean. And you know Lone what? Lone Shark Grandma grew up in a time that doesn't understand like therapy and rehabilitation. Oh and my God. Yes. It's only punishment and reaction. <sighs> so mean. So mean. But Tony sees this and Tony's not one to stand by and confronts her. But she's like, I don't care, whatever, which makes Tony distracted. And he puts curry powder in a mussel soup by mistake, but it turns mm-hmm. out really good. Um, I'm curious about that, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also, they were so mad at him and they're like, we don't have anything with curry in it. So why is there curry powder in this? It's like, I don't know. Why is there curry powder in your restaurant if you don't have it? I thought the same thing. I was like, you guys, if you're not using curry powder to cook anything, then don't have a giant thing of it right next to whatever it was. Gochujang or whatever he was supposed to put in there. You know yes. what I mean? Like, come on. Very strange accident. But then when Hyunyi wins the competition using that muscle soup with curry powder, Tony doesn't get any of the credit for it. It's no. just Hyunyi. Yeah. You're right. But he's not and mad. So, we don't like see that. No, 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 no. But I was yeah, like, this is a group effort. Like, yeah. And, and yeah. I guess it is. It's like, you know, it's Hyunyi of Tan Mom. So but yeah. I was like, you know. Well, after Hyunyi wins the first round of the best pub ever, uh, a fancy suit man comes to offer <laughs> to franchise Don Bum. I think his name is Go, right? Fancy uh, suit man Go. Mr. I did Toll? not write down a name for Fancy Suit Man. I wrote. I don't know. Mi- the The subtitle said Do is his like family name. I guess Do interesting or Gio. Yeah, Do Do. Got it. Got it. Still unusual. I don't think I've ever met a Korean. With the family name of Toll. Well, have you ever met a Korean who is that fancy? Oh, That's... you know what? I heard of a Korean with the family name of Dol, uh, because I watched um the like, the first like five episodes of this other Korean drama called Strong Girl Bong Soon. Oh. And her name is Do Bong Soon. Oh. oh. Is she fancy? Um, she is very cool in the way that she uh uh she is um That's a no. She's part of a line. She's part of a line of um women like her like like her her I'm doing such a bad job of explaining this. Her mom and her grandma and like all the women in her family um have super strength, but she's very like uh cute and eggyo, so like nobody expects that of her. And then the show became very this is not as well, it's kind of like a trigger warning if you want to watch this show Steve that like earmuffs. <laughs> that it becomes oh, I'm, I'm- like that there is a um there's like a like a serial like a serial attacker slash kidnapper in the town and she becomes like responsible for like finding this what? finding this person or not responsible but she like is is helping to find this person and trying to protect um all the other girls of her city and so this like a few years ago this show actually had been the rights to it had actually been purchased by an American company and it was going to be remade with Ronda Rousey as Strong Girl Bong Soon and I was like you guys completely missed 
You guys completely missed the thing. Like, first of all, she's not actually like she doesn't look strong. Like Ronda Rousey is like, you know, she's she's yeah. a wrestler like she and she does former MMA mm. like she's like legitimately very strong. Like the whole thing is that this is like a very innocuous looking, you know, early 20s girl. And, you know, aye, aye. and that, then that also like the whitewashing they... is like, yeah, we don't need it anymore. You don't need, you don't need don't to need fix what ain't broke, you know? Yeah. yeah. Did the same thing with old boy trying to remake that. And it's like, dude, you Come can on. never remake the original old boy. And that, if you haven't seen that, is definitely a trigger warning for you guys. <gasps> I've not seen warning. it. I don't think, just the name alone, it basically sound like it's violent. I don't think I'm going to watch it. Probably a lot of chickens being manually murdered. So, manually murdered. Ugh. Just, you know, I'm just going to say like, maybe. No spoilers. No spoilers, spoilers. but I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Earmuffs, earmuffs. (laughs) Well, you know who else is pissed is Dehi because he's mad that Dunbum won the first round and not uh, Janga Pup. And then Gunsu talks back to angry Dehi, which makes Sua really pissed because she's like, things are different at Janga, which is true. It's different. Um, and it's also true that uh, Kunzu's kind of being a little shit. He's being yeah. a little shit. I felt like, like, where did this come from? Like, how do, how come he's like all? This what know. I'm saying. This is like his villain origin story. Like, where, like, he's trying on these like bad personalities. Like from spurned love. Yeah. And again, mm. like the like, just like you know, there's uh, there will be somebody out there who who values you for who you are. You know. Yes, Gunsu, please come on, value yourself. Ah. <sighs> Well, Danpom is trying to value itself uh, because now it's trying to streamline its brand. And there's like a little because there's a lot of interest after the show. They won the first round of um, Best Pub. Um, and there's a little bit of conflict because Yisaw wants them to uh, franchise immediately. But Roy wants to just open one location, one new location and like kind of go slower. Um, but eventually he trusts Yisaw and gives her the go ahead to start franchising. Right. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it, w- it wasn't part of his 15 year plan, but he made an exception this time. It's but, like- he, but he did want to franchise it. I just like I can't disagree with him because w- like a fr- with with all that money, like in franchising, like he had never even opened a second location to operate at the same time as the first location, you know? So yeah. like in that way, I feel that I agree with him. But also he was worried like- about getting ahead of himself. Yes. And we don't want to get ahead we of don't. ourselves. Never. But maybe sometimes in restaurant touring, you do. But anyway, we'll put that aside for now because Roy is also being so kind to Tony. I couldn't believe it. He's putting up flyers. We mentioned that's illegal. He gets a big fat fine for that. <laughs> um, but Lone Shark Grandma sees the flyer and is very intrigued slash upset. Yeah. Uh, I-, I-, I thought at first... That the investor was Tony's dad. <laughs> and then I realized that that wasn't true. But I did think in this moment, I was like, something that I've heard that adoptees do is, and, and Tony's not an adoptee, but he is looking for his father, um, is like that adoptees will go on the news in Korea and be like, mm-hmm. I'm an adoptee. I'm looking for my biological family. If you are out there, you know, and then you can put your DNA into like a database and stuff like oh. that. Now, I think the DNA thing is like a step uh, advanced for when they filmed this, but Tony go on the news. Tony go on the news, which is not but hard. It, yeah, because it feels like Don Bomb is always on the news. Oh yeah. Now they're on the news again because they have met with fancy suit man Mister Doe, uh, and 
Roy has asked for an exorbitant price of 5 billion won, which um, I looked up mm-hmm. is $4,483,782.15 US dollars as of April 28, 2021. I don't A lot of money. Yeah. It's a I, lot of fucking money. Yeah. Well, this money has inspired other companies to also invest. So when all is said is done, they have 10 billion won. Um, so they're able to open an office building and give presentations to other fancy suit men. Um, it's going great for them. They went very corporate all of a sudden. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what with, you so wanted. With a clear whiteboard, like a, a clear, clear board. I don't know. Would you be able to? Uh, it seems very impractical. Yeah, it's not very functional. Oh, oh, is that glass? <laughs> <laughs> that's the other word for it. Yes. A window. The clear whiteboard. Yeah. A window. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, while all this is happening, Lone Shark Grandma runs into the man with the crying child and scolds him for buying something that I couldn't tell what it was. I couldn't either. It just looked like seaweed or something to me. It looked like sausage. I thought it was sausages at first. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, why are you mad at him for buying I thought she was going to get scolded for like eating luxuriously or something. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. I could not tell what he bought, but apparently it's very offensive to Lone Shark Grandma because... She starts beating him up, which is wild. Like, don't do that. And then he, like, pushes her away. Mm-hmm. But then she falls down a hill, which I don't <laughs> think is, like, I don't it's know. It's think... funny, but just the way you said it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> she falls down a hill. Korea is very hilly. And that shit, if you're old, especially, Ugh. dangerous. I mean, Look, yeah. I uh, feel for you if you got bad knees, but I also like he, you were beating him up. He must she, protect himself. She, yeah, she was. She was really going after him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. We discover this soon, but he was planning to commit suicide. Um, what? What? <laughs> what? When did we discover this? The, the uh, so at first I thought he was holding rat poison. I was like, is that? He's That's kind of weird. But then I think what he's holding is like a pack of like charcoal like coal briquettes and then so um a sad reality uh especially back in the day was um before the advent of like kind of like the modern heating and stuff koreans would um heat their homes with uh with coal so coal was really big but then the danger of coal is that you can um die of carbon monoxide poisoning Mm. so that was also kind of like it wasn't unheard of for people to kind of off themselves that way too. Oh no, I did not realize that when watching that makes it so much sadder. <laughs> it, it makes it makes it makes more sense though too, like the strong reaction that Lone Shark Grandma was having that yes. she was like, you know, how dare you try to kill yourself when your son needs you? And then I, I feel now that I'm saying it out loud, I feel like, um, I feel like she or somebody at some point in the episode was like, like your son needs. Oh, oh no, this is, I'm skipping ahead just a slight bit, but Tony is saying this to him in the hospital. Yes, because the Donbon people run into him, uh, run into them and take Lone Shark Grandma and the man to the hospital and she's totally fine. She just needs mm-hmm. to rest up. And that's when Tony comes to the defense of this man and says he'd rather be hungry with a father, um, which fully got me crying, but that's not even the emotional part that oh. really got me crying. Uh, oh that'll come soon. Um, but the nice thing that Lone Shark Grandma does is she buys apparently the coal from the man. So he has money for presumably to feed his son. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But then the other crazy thing that happens is that Lone Shark Grandma doesn't have any family to contact because she only had one son who went and married a Ghanaian woman. And what do we know about Guinea is that that's where Tony came from. Really wild stuff. So wild. So <laughs> Really like- wild stuff. Because I was like, I was like, I was like, this Halmany knows something about Tony's dad. Yes. Right. But I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, does this guy owe her money or something like that? Yeah. But then we figure out that she is indeed Tony's Halmany. Yes. And that Tony's father unfortunately died in a car accident. Which is just, I mean, I have to say. I'm getting emotional now. It's just so devastating and like for me personally, like that's such a fear of mine is that, you know, in the moment where you where you reach out in the moment where you finally make contact with somebody that they would deliver news like that, that 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 the person that you're looking for. Is dead and I'm very curious to see how this will play out for Tony um, in the upcoming episodes. This is like so devastating. Yeah. I, w- th- I mean, this is when I was crying. I was so devastated for him. I really wanted to give him a hug. I, I like, know. Oh it's just Ugh. so sad. But then... Do, do, you, do you think it would be better or worse to hear about that kind of thing? Or if you heard that the... that your uh, birth parents don't want to um, be in touch with you. I mean, I think that for me personally, I'm more prepared to hear that somebody doesn't want to be in contact with me because like when I, um, when I initially reached out to my adoption agency, this was like maybe could have been like eight years ago now, five, eight years ago. It's a long time ago. Um, and I reached out and, um, I was curious if they had enough information to uh, to potentially do a search for my birth mother and my birth family. And what uh, uh, they sent me back like this packet that was like, you know, if you want to search, um, here's some stuff that you should know. And so like the stuff is like it's like generic. It's not like specific to me, but it's like, you know, you should be prepared that uh, you know, you might you might be be in reunion in the end, but you also like, you know, they they might not. They they might not want to uh they might not want to to meet you um or it might not be possible for them to meet you. And so that's something that I have gotten gotten kind of used to is that like, you know, the circumstances of Korean um society are what they are that like, you know, it's possible that only a very few number of people there know that I exist at all. Right. Like, but, uh, so it's possible that I might reach out and they, they, they might say, you know, we, we can't meet you. Or like this was in the, the, the documentary twinsters, um, that like they're, um, this is a spoiler for twinsters. If you haven't seen it yet, (laughs) but, uh, they reach out to their mirth mother and, uh, their twins. And um, their birth mother or the person that at least the adoption agencies had as the contact for the birth mother who the agencies thought was the birth mother was like, 
they, that person doesn't want to meet you guys. Um, they deny that Ugh. you exist at all. And so that, that's been much more something that I'm adjusted to the idea of. I think I'd be a lot more devastated to know that they had died. I personally, this is so much information about myself, uh, but I personally would, would blame myself that I didn't reach out in advance. You know, I've had this information now for five, eight years, not, not the information to reach out, but like the information on how, how to try to reach out. And it's a really hard thing to do. It's a really hard thing to do. If anybody else is listening to this and you're an adoptee too, uh, and you feel that it's a hard thing to do, I feel also that it's a really hard thing to do. Um, and uh, so uh, like what Tony learned is like one of my biggest fears that after all these years, if I had gathered the courage and the words and the, you know, and, and the, the, like it, it, it's a it's a big deal. Um, and if if I had if I have finally gotten up the 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 balls to do it and found out that um they had died, I would I would put a lot of I would put a lot on myself about that. And so mm. I really felt for Tony, um, mm. because it's just you know. It's it's easier, at least for me, to be like, hey, you know what? I understand society is what it is. And, um, you know, other people might not know that I exist. I'm glad to know that you that you exist. You're alive. I wanted you to know that I exist and I'm alive. But I guess for me, I'm like, if if they died, if my birth mother, birth father, anybody in my birth family died and thought that, like, I hated them or I didn't care about them or I wasn't looking for them or I didn't think about them like that would that that's something you know you you can't you can't um like it's it's not it's not as though i reach out and i'm like hey uh uh you know i have a good life you know if they, if they if they died and they didn't they didn't know oh, i would be so sad i'm sorry i just went on a big <laughs> rant thanks for coming to my ted talk oh no thank you guys i loved it well <laughs> it's, you can feel that too with tony it's so it's so devastating and uh and I don't know also like how long, you know, Tony has been looking for his dad and like we don't know yet because Tony keeps saying that he's Korean, but we don't know yet like how long he's been in Korea. If he had grown up in Guinea, like, um, you know, how long he and his dad have been separated for. It looks like a while because that yeah. picture where he's like, you know, three, three. Yeah. But he knew his dad at least a little bit. It seems like if they have mm -hmm. that picture together. Uh, yeah, just a lot more questions about Tony's backstory. Yeah, now. right. And also, like, like the mom, how the you know, yeah, like, like spinoff series. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. if the mom, uh, if if the mom and Tony's dad like broke up or something like that, and that's why. But he well, says in this episode, he said that he he came, his dad had come back to like find the the grandma, right? Yeah, and to like uh to to tell him how grateful he was because it sounds like they parted in really on really bad terms because the grandma was maybe having some racist uh racist tendencies racism, racism <laughs> towards uh towards yeah. her son's new wife um yeah cuz she's from guinea mm. uh so i guess it, oh and also wonder... they were poor they they mentioned they were very poor um oh. and and i think the father wanted to like be grateful for how she like raised him because then tony is able to tell that to the grandma 
um, that the son really did love her and was very yeah. grateful to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was so nice that he was like, you know, like my dad always talked well of you and like, you know, like mm, that was so nice. Yeah, it was like a it was in the act of raising a child that the father realized how great that his mother was, you know, uh, despite, you know, not having the means to always have the best or nicest of things. Yeah. Because he he also says, oh, no, 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 I definitely made this up. I definitely made this up. <laughs> whoa, 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 I it? was going to say he also says that like, oh, maybe he did. Maybe Tony does say that the dad was like, uh, was saying that like when they grew up because they were poor that the grandma would like go without so that he could have stuff by my conflating this with a book that I read because I just read I mean, if I had your face <laughs> <laughs> that's the gist of it I think um, not sure if they spelled it out that way but they, he did say that he didn't realize how poor they were until he tried to raise Tony. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, kids oh, are expensive. Shit. They are very expensive. Yeah, yeah. But I think that that's like, I, I'm sure that's true for a lot of people that once you become a parent yourself and you see how hard it is and you like know how much you love your child, that then you get a, a greater appreciation for for your own parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was referring to when I sent out that email because that really destroyed me and I had to take a minute. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. This was this was um for me the one emotional part of this or kind of like gripping part of the episode. Yeah. Tony and the harmony. Yeah. Whatever happens after doesn't even register on my on my Geiger counter. Meter. Well, yeah, cuz a lot does happen because we go to the second round of best pub. Um, and Sua is able to get the like prompt beforehand. So Jungga effect- effectively cheats, Cheater. but Hyunyi ends up winning again. So it's not even, it, it didn't matter that they cheated. But then even with the cheating, you still lost. Yeah. Gunsu does something really interesting after the show stops filming, which he starts scolding the chef in a really like day he way like very manipulative very like yeah i don't know like threatening i don't know what the right word is but he's very cold to the chef um, and i personally in this moment i think the chef has a very good attitude because he seems like he's in like good spirits and when gunsu comes after him and he's like you were signing autographs at blah blah, blah the chef is like Second place is really good. Like, I, like this is the best pub in all of Korea. Like, I don't know. I was on the, I was on the chef's side. I was like, yeah, this guy works hard. He's proud of his work. Like, it's somebody a- doesn't drink the damn Jungako Kool Aid. Oh, we gotta be the number one most best. Whatever. Yeah, this well- guy's like living his life. He's going home. He's you know how, hanging out with his friends. Yeah, and also good for him for knowing that like contests like this are very subjective. You Absolutely. Know? So, but Sua is happy with how Gunsu handled it. So that's unfortunate. These two, man, this Janga corruption just spreading like a virus. And also, I want to say that it is very impressive that Hyunyi was going to get fired not like five episodes ago for how bad of a cook she was. And in a matter of months, completely turned herself around to be this excellent of a chef yeah number one chef and number one chef literally number one chef extremely impressive yeah remember roy paid 
double her wages. So you know what? And we I mean, don't know workers. We don't know what that money was for. If it was just like so that she could like relax, or if it was so she could take a cooking class, or we don't yeah. know what the money was for. Well, it just goes but to show worked. invest in your people. That is mm-hmm. right. And if anybody wants to give me double my pay so that mm-hmm. I can learn how to cook, I would love that because I'm very bad at cooking. Mm. Double pay also motivates me as well. So, you know, if you want to Venmo me. At Steve. At Steve. <laughs> at Steve. <laughs> if you want to support the no, podcast. No, don't Venmo at Steve. I don't Venmo know who, who that is. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure whoever has the hand, the Venmo handle at Steve would be really grateful for all these free advertisements for money. Yeah. I know. <sighs> if you're Steve, please at who do, me? <laughs> You have my handle, so I don't even know what. Just um, leave us a comment. <laughs> we'll figure out the Call logistics. Into, everyone into the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Moral is everyone give us money. Okay. We need money. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Donbam. Investment money. Donbam takes Sua and Gunsu out to like celebrate celebratory drinks. Uh, and Yisa reveals she has some kind of two-year plan with Roy, which is so creepy. It's so creepy. So creepy. Kind of cute. She's like learning from, you know, Roy. I guess. Well, then they play this like weird spin the bottle, <laughs> oh, but it's not God. spin the bottle. It's truth or dare. And the- Not appropriate for a work, no. a work and a hybrid work setting where you've like g- gathered together people from rival companies. It's like- ugh, They're corporate. Oh, they should man. have an HR. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah. So eventually the bottle lands on Roy um, and he is asked what his relationship with Sua is. And he says very freely that he likes her, which we all know. But then Gunsu comes in and asks if Roy has ever had feelings for Yisa. And, he... and I just want to bring back the awkward turtle here. Ooh. You guys remember this? Let's bring Ooh. back the awkward turtle. Steve, so you don't awkward. know what this is? Uh, I've seen it before. Awkward Where does it come turtle. from? It's like a turtle on its back. It's like an early awkward aughts turtle. thing that you would do when like things were awkward. <laughs> to just, yeah, like... and you're like, ooh, awkward yeah. turtle. You call it it's out like... so that you could like move on from it. But we do not move on for this, from oh. this. Oh, we just simmer in Roy it. Roy says definitively no and hardcore friend zones her um so she runs away crying wait is this before or after he says that he's never been kissed oh that was after he did say he's never been kissed and i and then that flashes back to isol <gasps> yes! kissing him what? and i was like so it is yes. real and she stole uh, his first ever kiss nice. she stole it while he was knocked out unconscious it is not, Ooh. and consent is we creepy, don't creepy. do that. And she knows that's illegal because in Korea that's not legal. Because she said that in mm-hmm. a later episode. She's the one who yeah, she's used the one that, that knows because like, she's like, I broke this rule. Yeah, that's why uh, I know. She I knows that rule very yes. well. Well, eventually, like people at the table are like, should you go run after her, Roy, or not? But eventually, Hyunyi says, if Yisa is as important to you as you say she is, because he said she was like a sister, then you should run after her. So. He goes. It was, like, it was like a little angel and devil yes. moment. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Um, and then she says, she like thinks that she's not going to give up. So she goes to plan B and confesses her feelings. And he again oh, God. tells her he doesn't like her. So she runs away. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. I wrote Roy, this down. Roy. 
Is this what Roy says to her? I wrote down LMAO and in quotes, I heard Gunsu likes you. Yes. <laughs> Did he say that to he her? He says that he <laughs> tries to deflect at every angle. Yes. He just... <laughs> I mean, it's totally... I am surprised at this scene. It's totally okay if you don't like somebody, especially, especially definitely okay when it's a situation that they're in where Roy is the boss and uh, Yisol is the employee. But like, it's just so funny to be like, uh, I heard Gunsu likes you, I guess. This other inappropriate like, relationship. There's an age yeah. difference. Gunsu likes you. The weather's too... Every excuse under yeah. the sun. The only excuse and somebody... And rightfully calls him out on that. The only excuse somebody needs is that they don't like you. And then we can... That's fine. And if somebody doesn't like you... Let's just move on. Which, you know, good for him for like being direct and communicative with her, you know, being like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but no. <sighs> did you did you guys cry during the scene? No, no, I was done after. Toby. OK, OK. I was like, what else? Okay, is this episode Wait, Steve, did you cry during the scene? No, oh my no, gosh. no. I was wondering if this was because I was waiting like the Tony part. Yes, that was emotional. But then I was like, but we're not even like done the episode yet. So like. I thought maybe this might be part of it. I was like, is this part of what they're talking about? No. Because I don't feel any sympathy for <laughs> no. either of these knuckleheads. I didn't either. I was just, I just, oh God. I just, I even everything that, that Yisol was like, these are excuses. I was like, these all sound like completely legitimate reasons for him to not like you to me. Like, yes. come on. If somebody doesn't like you, I mean, I sound, I sound so mean. I'm just like, somebody doesn't like you. Take the note and move on. Well, I mean, oh, what like, other God. option is there to like? You just you want to be with somebody that really likes you, and and I I you know um I was I was twenty once, and it's really hard to take that. Uh, it's really hard to take that advice yeah. at the time. It did remind me of like just the the foolish days of youth. Yes, she's oh, very yeah. young, which is again why just she the way you approach things. Yep. Yeah. But man, the heart wants what it wants. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm glad I'm not at that I age anymore. Oh, also, she's and she like, is. Oh, go I ahead. Know, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say. Also, she's like listing off all of these things that that he that he did to make her think that she that he liked her. I was like, yeah, this makes sense because she's 20 and this is like a classic like reading into stuff when nothing exists, right? Like being, you know, being like, oh, you like looked at me this way or like you did this thing or you did that thing. And he's like, to quote himself, like, I'm just living my life. Yeah. <laughs> I say Roy missed the missed the opportunity to respond to this better back at the uh, the, the table when they were playing drinking games. You know, if he gets asked the question, you know, do you have you ever looked at Yisa romantically? Then you got to have the wits about you to to roll, you know, tuck and roll, tuck and roll. Tuck and be, roll. Like, <laughs> be like, uh, oh, but we, you make it into a joke or you kind of deflect. But he just sat, sat there. He was just like, no. <laughs> he took a million years that like he was thinking about this <laughs> he answer. He was going through every moment being like, was it then? No. Was it then? No. no. <laughs> yeah. He, he went through like 15 years of his life and then only to respond with no. Like, I was like, oh, you idiot. I, I see what you're saying, but I also feel like with someone like Yiso, I will say this feels like a special, you know, exception where she needs to be like told directly. Like, Yiso, no, I do not like you. I'm sorry. 
you know, because yeah. I feel like if you're like, yeah. nah, she's like, oh, there's still hope, you know? Yeah, totally. I for sure feel you. I, I was a little uh, thrown off by how clueless Roy was, but then I guess I, we get to discover that Roy, you know, he's very... He's very clear-headed about certain things like his 15-year plan and what he wants with out of Tanbam and all that. His his one Achilles heel blind spot is clearly talking to women. Yes. I mean, it's it but it's so funny how quickly he's like when I don't remember who it was, it was like, "Oh, what's the deal with you and Sua?" He was like, "Yeah, I like her." And I was like, why are you guys like, why are you guys doing this? Like, oh, it's so it's truly so maddening, like torture. I mean, and I have very like polarized feelings about this. I'm like, listen, be together or don't be together. But, you know, we're all getting older and we want to move on with our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that normally these kind of questions do come up in these kind of uh, Korean drinking game. Like with your like with your boss. Well, I mean, th- this is a special kind of working dynamic, though, right? They're all kind of like around the s- similar in age, kind of. No, that's and... the whole point, dog. Is that Roy <laughs> is ten years older? Well, I mean, <laughs> um, but th- you know, this isn't like a this isn't like Chairman Zhang sitting down drinking with Sua and Kunzu, right? It's just like I'd love to see all kind that of peers in their own weird way. They're in this. And sure, normally, sure. when you play this kind of game, you, you know everyone's like, "Ooh, ooh, he said he, you know, he likes her." Ooh, and then you know, you you know, you play it off and you have fun like that. But that didn't happen this. Well, time. Roy no. doesn't like play anything. Roy is no. like one to a hundred in seriousness. He like doesn't. There's no in between. Yeah. Roy runs, and and this I this was happened again in this episode, and I really just have to call it out. Roy runs like jogs in a sweatshirt plus a big <laughs> coat and yeah. Air Force Ones. Okay. Here's a here's one of the greatest tips I ever got as a runner, which is your body temperature will raise about 10 degrees once you start running. So you should always dress down. Roy, there's oh. absolutely no reason that you're wearing a sweatshirt and a down coat. Very Big outfit. Very big outfit. You just from and the Air Force Ones just like they they're flat. Like they don't they don't they don't they don't roll. Was he wearing Air Force Ones this time? Because he normally wears those like military like. Boots. Oh like... no! This time he was wearing black Air Force Ones. Ooh. I was like, sir, these Already? are not oh. it. <laughs> but I do know what you're talking about with the with the yeah, military yeah. boots. But that makes a little bit more sense to me because I'm like, at least like in the military, like you're running, like you are wearing those to run and to do activities. Air Force Ones is yeah, like yeah. that's a fashion shoe. Mm. All this talk about shoes real makes me realize I did not check what day he was rocking. Oh, underneath! I his, bet you on his I bet shoes. You my dad did. Yeah, I gotta check next time. I, I don't think we saw a foot shot of Dehi this time around. Show us the foot shot, Itaewon class. <laughs> Come on! Come on! Yeah, Come on, oh, Wiki yeah. feet, Itaewon class. Oh, oh man, this is getting weird. <laughs> oh man. You know what though? I will give props to the 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 whoever's in charge of setting up that that beautiful uh, scenery for that dramatic scene between Roy and Yizha, mm. like with the little white tree, like very scenic, very nice. Yizha got her little little dramatic K drama moment. There you go. Location and scout, we see you. 
And who else mm-hmm. I see is is the makeup department because whatever mascara, waterproof mascara you guys put on Yusol, she was she that stuff did not run. Mm. So if 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 you know what brand that is, call me at Steve um, at Steve care no at Kim care of at Steve <laughs> at Kim care of at Steve. Is that is that a sign of like cheapness? Like if the mascara runs. It's not cheapness. It's just like, like I have very straight eyelashes, and I learned this the hard way. But um, if you if you have very straight eyelashes and you want to curl them, um, you need to wear waterproof mascara. Um, and so she was crying. Like if you're wearing like non waterproof mascara and you cry, like it'll just run down your face. But if you're like wearing waterproof, canvas. yeah, if you're waterproof mascara. Um, it sometimes gets clumpy, but it shouldn't like run down your face like that. And hers was like, she was rubbing her eyes and everything and it looked great. (laughs) You look great being devastated. She did, except for she's like in the middle of the crosswalk. And I was like, if you get hit by a car. I know. I was like, what are you trying to set yourself up for? I mean, I get it. This guy doesn't like you, but like get out of the middle of the street. Also Korea. Yeah. Not only that, you know that. Tony's dad got died That's because of a true. car accident. And be Roy's no dad games. died in a car accident. Oh my god, you're right. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. It's like the number one killer in Korea. I mean, it's gotta be. <sighs> that it's and- the number one killer of at least two fathers <laughs> of the main characters of the show. It's a big problem. Uh I can't wait problem. for uh what do you call it? Uh driverless technology mm. to to take hold. Oh my gosh, I saw a commercial the other day where it was like, this car was like a Nissan or something, I don't know. It was like, this car can back out of a parking spot for you if the person next to you is too tightly parked next to you. And I was like, this is too much for me. Mm, I want that, I want that. Pay me double my salary so I can buy that. (laughs) So if you're looking to invest in us, please. We're looking Um, for driverless cars. We're looking for waterproof mascara. All of the above. (laughs) Please sponsor us. Yeah. Um. I, you know what though? This this episode ended on a tip, very very classic Korean drama note. Lots of tears and mm. and and uh. The, this there's this uh sad wispy K drama music that is excellent to drink soju to. Ooh. Um. You can just drink your sadness away to the soundtrack of your K drama life. Okay. Feels like there's a T-shirt. Yeah. Drink your sadness away. Unless yeah. you have a crying child. And, and yes, you know, then, then no. Yes. Then Lone Shark Take Grandma's going to come mm. for you. Lone Shark Grandma's going to beat you up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, was, she was the one in the hospital bed and was still trying to beat his yeah. ass. Yeah. But I do like, I do think that you get a little bit of a more understanding of where she's coming from, though. I think I already said this. Sorry, I'm repeating myself. I have such a foggy COVID brain. Um, does anybody else feel like their memory is just like no good during the pandemic? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what day it is or month it is. It does. It's irrelevant. Um, but she, she like, you know, knowing that she seems like it seems like they struggled financially growing up you know uh when when lone shark grandma was raising her at least one child that 
you you kind of like understand a little bit more of why she's so hard on that dad. Yeah. Um, because she's like, you know, you need to be there for your kid. And she probably has her own residual guilt that she's taking out on him too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Very good read. Oh man, you know what? I'm craving kimchi jjigae right now. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, a bubbling pot of kimchi stew and a nice uh, glass of soju. That sounds really nice. I would love that. Oh. I have made I hope- kimchi jjigae a few times, but I've never like eaten it like in a restaurant, so I don't know if what I make tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. Mm. But does it taste good? You know what though? It tastes good. You know what? You're going to find out in a soon. <gasps> soon I, enough. I can't give you a timeline because no one's, no one knows what's going to happen. No one no. knows. But During I mean, pandemic. I could just also like order some kimchi jjigae like for takeout, you know. Oh, yeah. That's I, I true. could. But you know what, though? It's not the same because you need it in the, the black. Oh, I see. Hot. You know, keep it bubbling hot. Yeah. Or maybe it comes in the tin, the, the old fashioned. And stuff, and that's fine too. Either way, get yourself some Korean stew, some soju, and we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye bye. You make me Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue, and our executive producers are Will Choi, Phil Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod. And if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck Podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.